All right, welcome back, Surf Chaos Podcast. It is December seventeenth. Uh, we are at the end of the Triple Crown, almost there. Uh, Pipe Masters. It's been very, very exciting. It's been a few days of waiting uh, before the finals. We've gotten through round thirty-two, waiting for the round of sixteen, quarters, semis, and finals, and that's it. And then it's a wrap for the Triple Crown and the World Tour, all wrapping up this year. And it is still down to the wire to decide who is going to be wearing the yellow jersey uh, at the end of the year. Um, right now, it is down to Gabriel Medina and Italo Fiera. Italo is wearing the yellow jersey, which means he has a slight, slight lead over Gabriel Medina. Basically, still needing to make it to the finals if Medina... Uh, goes all the way to the finals as well. Um, I believe if Italo gets second, if Medina gets first, Italo would need a second place. And if Italo gets a third, then it's then Medina needs to get a second. So it's like that. Super, super close. So, and uh, they're both into the round of 16, both looking very, very strong. So it's... Um, it is really coming down to the wire. And I cannot forget to mention Kolohe Indino, who is still in the hunt. So if both of these guys lose in the round of 16 and Kolohe Indino wins the Pipe Masters, we have a situation there where Kolohe Indino could be taking home uh, uh, his first world title. Um, we saw a couple big losses earlier. Uh, unfortunately, Jordy Smith is out. He was uh, in the hunt as well. I was really hoping he would. Uh, this would be his year, but you know things just didn't quite go his way in his heat. He ended up, uh, you know, it was a good uh, run all day long. And then the winds kicked on shore during his heat. He got really big and it just just didn't work out for him. And then um, yeah, Philippe Toledo. You know, unfortunately, he went out early too. But you know. It, I think for Philippe, uh, this isn't his wave. You know, he's a great surfer, but he doesn't have a good track record here. So, not to say he can't surf pipe well. He surfs it better than I do, or uh, any other mortal. But, yeah, it's just this isn't his, his wave, you know. It's, and I think for him to win a world title, he's going to have to have a strong lead up until he gets to pipe. And then get to pipe and still do pretty pretty well, um, which is possible. He's so good at all the other spots. He, he could you know he could get first place four times throughout the year and just have enough points coming to Portugal and win it. Um, but Pipe Masters is also a big trophy to win, and we still have Kelly Slater and John John Florence um, in the contest, and they are both trying to win past each other in order to get that last spot for the u.s um for the olympic spot for the u.s team and whoever finishes higher on the jeep leaderboard uh will get that spot and slater is after it and i'm gonna go right into it and talk about slater he this is his wave this if if you're gonna pick one wave on the tour where like where does slater just really really do well this is it pipe He's won it seven times, Pipe Masters. He's made it to the final. I can't tell you how many times in the semifinals. He he surfs this wave so good, and at 47 years old, he proved to everybody how good he's surfing it with a perfect 10 at backdoor. If you haven't seen it, you've been living under a fucking rock. Go and find it. Watch it. It'll blow your mind. 
how deep he gets, how many sections come down in front of him before he finally slips out of there. It was no question at all. Perfect 10. As soon as I was watching it live, and I was screaming. I, I rarely, rarely, rarely got this jump up and go, oh my god. That moment, I jumped up and was screaming. Couldn't believe it. Cheering for him from 2,000 miles away. <laughs> looking at my phone. And, yeah, it, it was it's pretty exciting. I've gone back and watched it probably 100 times since. And it's still like, man, that's a... He's got it. And he knows how to pick those waves off. So if you're in a contest with him in a heat, you got to be scared because he's looking for those type of waves to pick. He knows they're going to score really, really high. And, you know, they don't always come in. You know, you could get lucky and get the heat with him where it's just kind of like there's not a lot of some lulls and so much coming in. You take them down, which we've seen throughout the year happen at other events too. But pipe specifically, though, it's going to be tough because he knows that wave. He knows where to sit. He knows how to read that wave so, so well. And he's comfortable. That's the other thing, too. A lot of guys, you know, they're, I'd say at the top 10, most of it looks pretty comfortable out there. But you can tell there's a, there's a little hesitation in, in some surfers. I shouldn't be talking. I would be scared shitless out there. But um, he just is, like, super comfortable. Knows how to drop into that wave so, so late. Gets so deep. Gets spit out and make the judges throw big numbers at him so he's um you know he he wants to he wants to win another pipe masters and not only is he trying to win another pipe masters get the olympic spot he's also in the hunt to win the triple crown he if he takes out this contest he's got himself another triple crown win he is that far up on the triple crown leaderboard where he's got it so there's a lot a lot going on with just the next day of, uh, the, on the finals day. So much is going to happen. You're going to have a world title contender, a pipe master, Olympic, and a triple crown winner. And those are like the three things you want to win too as a surfer. You know, those are the big, big ones. And, uh, you know, he might take down two of those three um, during this event. So we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, so the waves, um, you know, the Forecast was you know, started out really strong. Uh, we had a really good uh, run uh, for the first uh, you know, season round, elimination round, round 32. The winds, let's say, got a little funky in round 32, but the size was there. It got really big, so they called it off a pipe and uh, moved the contest to Jaws. Totally different contest. Uh, you know, big wave contest. Thought it was going to run today. Uh, it was on hold, the whole standby, standby, and then it just, I'm not sure, they, they just made the call. Uh, uh, over an hour ago to call it off for the day. And I think they're going to try to run tomorrow. Forecast still looks pretty strong tomorrow. I think the winds are going to be a little better tomorrow is what they were looking at. A little bit smaller, but with some really clean, nice conditions. And, you know, it's, you pipe, you know, you want you want barrels. And that's what they're trying to give the surfers is what the best opportunity to get barreled the most. It's, you know, yeah, you, you can do other maneuvers out there, but this wave is scored on barrels. And it's all about the barrel. You know, was when you're surfing Karamas, they're, they're not looking for the barrel as much as they are looking for innovative, you know, above-the-lip maneuvers and uh, things like that. Whereas here, Pipeline and Chopu, uh, Fiji, it's a, it's the barrel, it, and that's pretty much what it comes down. And if you, can, if you can come out of the barrel and then do another maneuver at the end, that's just going to help give a little more points to your score. But, yeah, it's, um, let's see, let's check out the forecast right now what's going on here I looked at it earlier today um, 
that's kind of what I gathered when I looked at it. Was like it's it had size today, but it just so yeah, very solid. It was strong side offshore wind, possible. But um, so tomorrow decreasing swell, but with better winds, a possible run. And then Thursday we got a strong new northwest swell with moderate offshore winds. So um, it's gonna happen either Wednesday or Thursday. So I think they're trying to make the call. Uh, for that, and I think it wraps up on the 20th, so it has to be done this week. Um, so exciting, super, super exciting. Um, and I can't wait. I mean, I was glued to um, WSL all day long, just hoping it was gonna run because I had most of the day off, and I was like, you know what, it's not gonna run. Just breathe. The, the, the anticipation, too, of, of this contest is the excitement. You're just like, I can't wait till it comes out. Uh, and, uh, you know, my fantasy team, too. You know, I've, I've got still some guys in it that uh, could do some spoilers. Michelle Perez is still alive. I want him to do well. Not only because I think he's a great surfer in these conditions, he's also my fantasy team. He also is in the running for the Triple Crown Wimp. Do I want to see Slater win it? Yeah, I do. But same time, I'm gonna selfishly say I want my fantasy team to do, to do well too. And uh, another young buck on the tour is Jago Dora, still in the contest. He is up against Julian Wilson. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, because Julian Wilson is a post pipeline master champion and um yeah it's gonna be uh yeah it's a tough one so let's see it's, it's go let's go to the round heat one it's lafira peterson cristano everybody's picking it's a little win you never know what's gonna happen well here we got julian wilson and yagador this is pretty tight i think you know everybody's kind of picking julian the win 60 percent of a 40 but um you never know yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping Yago does win, even though I have both of those guys on my team. But nobody else picked Yago except for me, so I need someone like that to go through. Um, he three, Jack Freestone, Ricardo Christie, uh, you know, Ozzy and a Kiwi up against each other. So uh, Ricardo Christie, you know, he, he he looked pretty good out here, at Pipe. So that's a tough one. And same with Jack Freestone. I think kind of toward the end of the year, really kind of seemed more comfortable on the tour. He is favored to win 66%. And then you have he four is a big one with Kelly Slater and then local boy Seth Moniz. Um, Kelly Slater, 85% chance over 15. Uh, Seth Moniz, 15. But that one, I, I that's, you know, that's one of those weight heats that Seth is also comfortable with pipe. He knows that wave really well. He's in nothing to lose. He wants to take out the champ. So it could happen. And then he five is a big one too. Uh, Gabe Medina, Kyle Belly. Um, Gabe's got it. Uh, he just looks so good. It's just like he's he's like when he loses, I'm shocked. I'm like, how does he lose? He catches more waves than anybody else. He try. He's just he lands more than anything else. But he, you know, so yeah, I, I I still think he's gonna win the world title. Uh, I'd like to see Italo win it. I think Italo is he's more I'm more of a fan of his. He's really put in the work this year. He's looked amazing. Uh, you know. I think it's, you know, Gabe's got two under his belt. It's time for Italo to have one. Uh, we got John John versus Sully ba Bailey. Sully was looking strong out here, too, but John John's back. And it's so nice to see him just looking like himself again. You know, getting the, sec the second highest score 
um, out there uh, besides Slater getting the perfect 10. I think John got a 9.7. So John also knows this wave almost as well as Kelly. I would say uh, the people that know this wave the best, I would rank, you know, Kelly, John, Jamie O'Brien, you know, a couple of local guys, but I'd say the guys in the tour, it's going to be Kelly and John. Um, you know, Gabe seems to know it pretty well, but I think he's just very comfortable in any situation you throw him in. Um, Heat Seven's a coin toss. You got Jesse Mendez, Griffin Cole, Pinto. Griffin was charging out there, so we'll see. And then Heat Eight could be a big spoiler. Um, Michelle Perez, Chloe Dino. Like I said, Chloe Dino is still on the hunt trying to get that um, first world title and his first CT win as well. So what a better place to have it than Pipe. He is up against Michelle Perez, who is a charger, the Spartan. So it's a tough one. I, I think that, that's of all the no, – yeah, he's 78 are like the closest. Uh, we got 44% Michelle Perez, Chloe Andino 56, and Jesse Mendez uh, with Heat 7 and Griffin Golpetto was 49-51. So that was very, very close. And then, um, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen after that, so we got to see. Uh, going into round 16. Uh, it scrolls to the Vance Triple Crown. Check on leaderboard. Um, so Hawaiian Pro, Federico Marias won, but he's out of the contest. He's probably not going to... Yeah, he doesn't have enough points to stay in first place. Jack Robinson took down the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The World Cup of Surfing at Sunset. And let's check out the rankings. And then Ethan Ewing's in first right now. Jack Robinson's in second. Federico Marias was in third. Matthew McGilvery is in fourth. Zeke Lout was in fifth. Wade Carmichael, sixth. Leonardo Fioravante, seventh. Jacob Wilcox, eighth. Then you have Michelle Perez at nine and Slater at ten. So the top ten, only two guys left, Michelle Perez, Kelly Slater. So, yeah, like I said, if these guys win the event, they'll get the points to, to win. Because these other guys, they're done. They're out. So, let's, um, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, this is this is the end of the uh, WSL season. Um, you know, it's always, you know, I feel like surfing on those sports where, yeah, the, the tour stops just for a couple months, not that long. And then it starts back up in, like, March, April. And, you know, it's right back into it. So not that long of a break. But in the meantime, you're going to have, you know, the Vulcan Pipe Pro. There's some QS events to watch. You know, big wave contests could happen. I mean, the Bay, the YMA could, could happen. We could have Mavericks. So there's some fun things to uh, to, to stay stoked about and busy. And as well as just being wintertime in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, we're getting a lot of swell here in California as well as Hawaii. So just personal surf is, um, is happening too, which is, you know, that's always fun. And... I can't stress enough how um, how much fun Jaws actually was to watch. It wasn't. Uh, I was kind of like, all right, big wave contests. I've seen a few live and on uh, you know WSL or streaming, and sometimes it can be kind of boring. You're like, all right, let's drop it in. I mean, don't be wrong. It's nothing I want to be a part of, and it looks freaking gnarly. But I mean, Jaws though, it's an impressive wave because it. It barrels so much too, and uh, it's heavy, super super heavy. So and I, yeah, it was it was a cool contest to watch. I had a good time. 
catching the final. Um, and I think my point was there can be a lot of downtime sometimes in these big wave contests because you know you're not wave after wave. The sets come in, there's some big lulls in between the sets. And you know these guys that are not. It's hard to get in position for these waves too. You're not just like cool. I can zip right in. You got to be really, really in the right spot for these. And so a lot of waves can go by on rins. So you, you can watch a lot of times just nothing happening. But uh, I gotta say there was a lot of action, and it was a lot of fun to watch these guys really put themselves out there and throw themselves in just such heroic positions. Where you're like, how the hell did you survive that? And uh, they do. They pop up just fine. And paddle back out and do it again after taking the biggest beating you have ever taken in your entire life. And they'll do it again and then catch another wave without even being phased. That's called serious, serious training and mental conditioning. And, you know, you think you really, really, really got to put the work in to be surfing these type of waves. You're not just waking up and going, I feel like surfing big waves today. Just paddle out and give it a shot. You know, I surf all the time. You know, I surf... Newport and Huntington, you know, I do really well, and, you know, I freaking, I've surfed Sunset a few times, you know, it's like, let's go out there, and it's like, no, you really, really, really got to put in the work, and, um, yeah, you, you got to put the work in, and you got to be conditioned mentally and physically, and really working on your breath work, and your physical strength, men, and men, like I said, mental strength, tremendously. And the you know, only way to get there is, you know, really practicing, holding your breath in the water, and just getting used to being ragdolled. Um, so, yeah, this was a great, great contest to watch. And um, kind of, you know, I'm really interested to see where our big wave surfing is going to go with um, board innovation. You know, I think the one thing for me that's always been, like, a big turnoff of, Surfing or something I was like, it's difficult. Like, man, another challenge is you haven't surfed these big boards. Um, you know, I've been out in like, you know, small days, I'd say, as far as big wave guys are concerned. Um, nothing, you know, like sunset when it's, you know, 10, 12 foot or, you know, small, small Waimea, you know, 10, 15. And, you know, I got a pretty good sized board out there. I'm not surfing like some of the boards as big as they are but i'm on like an 80 or something and it's like it's just hard to maneuver it's hard to like you know i feel like it's hard to like i'm just not comfortable on them. i mean it's one of those things you you know you got to be comfortable on those boards you got to be and you got to be surfing those waves to get comfortable so uh but i'm always wondering if like someone's gonna come up with a, a design there you know where it's just gonna be a little easier to maybe maneuver these boards but yet have the weight keep you from bouncing around and also the the paddle to keep you in um, i mean maybe there's something that i'll come out where it'll have maybe like a heavier thick shorter board um you know so you can get in and um you know really have control once you're going i mean i feel like i can see that with uh paddle the toe boards though they're, they're a lot shorter because i feel like once the guys are up and going you don't need this 12 foot board but in order to paddle into it and catch it you need you need a big big board um, but what, so what I am seeing at like pipe and sunset is the boards have gotten smaller and smaller over the years. If you look back at like the seventies and eighties, even the nineties, the boards guys are riding out there were a lot, lot bigger. And uh, now they've gotten shorter. Um, you know, and so you I mean you, you see guys surfing, you know, at the last sunset, sunset contests, you know, six, five, six, fours 
on some big solid waves and stay on pipe too. I mean, Slater's out there like what six two, six one, something like that. Um, so yeah, there's it's definitely um, innovative uh, where things are going. Uh, and it, I think it's it, surfing is a slow progression. It's not something like that happens overnight with uh, board invasion too, where it's like one day someone wakes up, I got it, makes it, and it works. I feel like it's something you got to kind of like really, really fine-tune and like slowly kind of chip away at it. Like, yeah, I've seen that with boards too, the way they've been like slowly progressing to different sizes over the years. I, I don't think it was like a drastic overnight, like, cool, look at our writing today. No, it was like, it just starts shaving a little bit down. You know, you have a little more foam to the front. All right, you don't want to like go crazy with it. Or if you do go crazy with it, like, oh, it's too much. So you start scaling it back to where you really got it down to, to a science. Um, and you know i'm ready for a new board too i saw check that buddy of mine's board the other day it was like a five eight i want to say um not much rocker a little fatter in the nose thicker overall kind of reminded me like a fish but with without with more of a pintail um not quite as wide not quite as thick and uh it just looked beautiful you know i was like super jealous i wanted to get on the thing right away and go for a ride um yeah, and then also, like, you know, the fins. I remember when, you know, uh, fins stopped being glass on, and, you know, FCS came out with the, you know, the, invent, the invention of putting those in. Now there's a lot of brands doing that. Like, Futures are the big brand now, too. And it, you, you don't even see glass on fins anymore. It's, it's like a rare thing. You know, it's just an old, old way of doing it. Um, so it's. You know, it's one of the things, too, and then you can get really technical with your fins, too, with the weight, size, and all that, and it really makes a big difference of, like, the fins. And you see guys on tour, like, they really, like, you know, once they have good fins, you know, they'll, they really got to have that done sort of art on all the boards, too. So, um, but, yeah, so I th right now we, you know, I think that's it for, um, for what's happening in the world of surfing right now. There wasn't any other, other big news that happened um i think you know i think everybody really is ready to be done too at this time of year everybody's you know it's great holidays are next week everyone's just like cool let's be done let's go home spend time with family have christmas just chillax you know don't need to surf for a week whatever it is you know just uh do nothing take your mind off it for a, a second you know really kick back and enjoy and i'm looking forward to the same thing you know it's having a couple days off and you know, not working, and, you know, it really are just a couple of days where you feel like I'm able to give myself permission to, like, do nothing. Unless the service pumping, and then I'm like, I might have to go out there. Um, I always remember Christmas Day in Hawaii and North Shore, waves were always firing, and it was hardly anybody in the water, too, because a lot of the pros had gone home, and a lot of the people that lived there were with their families, and then, so the crowds really thinned out. But I had some epic, epic surf days there. And, uh, yeah, um, definitely miss it and can't wait to get back out there. Anyways, that's all for now. Uh, we'll catch back up later, uh, probably after the new year, if not before, talk about the Pipe Masters and uh, kind of anticipation of uh, some of the few events that are coming up between, uh, you know, the new year and the um, first event uh, on the Gold Coast. Um, I know, like, in the, Sydney's got the big event. Over Manly Beach, as well as I said, the Vulcan Pipe Pro. What else? Yeah, and then yeah, I can say fingers crossed for maybe a big wave event too. Um, you know, the Bay. I think Wyoming is overdue. 
But um, yeah, I feel like if you've already had the you know jaws pretty big swell then you know I think it could be another pulse. January could you know pump it out. All right, bye for now.